Welcome to Sci-Fi Radio Theater, the internet's premier source for original science fiction, fantasy, and horror radio dramas. Before we begin tonight's episode, we want to give you a message from one of our sponsors. It's a big, beautiful world out there, and you'll be damned before you let those darkening clouds and gray skies keep you and your family from enjoying a camping trip. Well, now the good folks at the Natural Illuminati Company can help you enjoy the camping trip even more. Introducing the Sun Be Good Lamp. Just pack this patent-pending lamp into your backpack, and no darkened days will keep you from having a good time outdoors. Simply set up the lamp, press the button, and BAM! Your immediate surroundings will appear as if they are sitting in natural and bright midday sunlight. Just try getting depressed now. That's Natural Illuminati's Sun Be Good Lamp, available at your local grocer. It's time for Hyper Nocturnal, an eight-part science fiction horror story. Tonight's episode, episode one, Ethereal Manifestations. Alone in space, the crew of a cargo vessel carrying the known universe's most important leaders discovers that reality is more horrifying than they could have ever imagined. This week's episode begins on the bridge of the spaceship. This is Tanya Belaronovich, pilot for the United Galactic Territories X-Class cargo ship Macedonia. This is day 203 in deep space. Something has recently occurred to me about the situation we are in. And when this thought came into my mind, it frightened me to my core, to the point that I'm scared to relate it to whoever is watching this log, but The truth must be told, and I need whoever is watching this to remember what I'm about to say, and to repeat it to anyone who dares whisper the name of the X-Class cargo ship Macedonia in the future, so that they, and the rest of the known universe, may know. Okay. I'm ready to say it. 
been here half a year. Someone help, I'm bored to tears. Look at me, I'm just flying in space. What are you doing? Oh, just making today's log. You're acting weird. Since when did you become so talkative? Oh, whatever. I don't need to talk. You talk enough for the both of us. Okay, for real this time. This is Tanya Belaranovich, pilot for the UGT X-Class cargo ship Macedonia, and this is day 203 since launch. Things are going fine overall, but nothing too interesting, just lots of empty space like we've been seeing for the last month. I haven't played the song for the day yet, but I will right after I'm done with the log. I've, uh, I've been running the engines off of Henry Newton's fifth for the last week, but I think I'm going to change the song up today. A friend of mine back at the Shippers Corporation once told me that if you're caught in a long stretch of open space, you can sometimes get a little more speed out of the hyper-nocturnal drive by playing a song called Montgomery Eduardo's Second. song is supposed to be a bit more low tonal. I've mostly been playing higher, more upbeat, jazzy stuff lately. So I'm thinking if I change it, we might get some extra boost. Unfortunately, I don't actually have the sheet music for Montgomery Eduardo's second. Looked all around, but they didn't have it in any of the catalogs. So I'm gonna play something else with a low tone bass and see if it does the same thing. Ooh. Yuck. Hey. Hey, Wolfgang! Yeah? This yogurt that Mati gave me is terrible. Okay. Do you know if it's gone bad or something? I'm a doctor, Tanya, not a chef. You'll have to ask Mati. But I don't want to ask Monty. He's mean. I want to ask you. I don't know. Maybe it's gone bad. Your face has gone bad. Anyway, back to the log. Ugh. As I was saying... Did you just eat more of that yogurt? Yeah. But you said it went bad. Yeah, so? Well, don't eat it then. Well, when I said bad, I don't mean bad, bad. I just mean taste bad. Yeah, okay, but bad-tasting yogurt could mean it's spoiled or something. I think I'll be fine. Tanya, you could get sick. I have a hard time throwing food away, Wolfgang. You know that. Whatever. Anyway, as I was saying, things are... Going fine here on the ship. As with yesterday, I'm not really seeing any reason why we shouldn't be able to make our delivery date. The popsicles are, uh... Hey, Dr. Wolf, how are the popsicles doing? Fine. I just finished up my rounds 15 minutes ago. Everyone is nice and frozen. Just like always. Okay, the popsicles are fine. I'm fine. Wolfgang is fine. Body is fine, I think. Ah, oh, who am I kidding? I freaking 
fine or not. Anyway, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Another day in the banal life of me, intergalactic space woman Tanya Belaranovich. Okay, bye. Yuck. Will you stop eating that? Okay, Wolfgang, it's time for a life-or-death decision. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. Too bad! It's music time, and I have two sheets of music featuring low tonal themes. There's a gun to your head, Wolfgang. You have to pick one. You have to pick one of these sheets of music for me to play, or you're going to die. What's it going to be, Wolfgang? Susan Reno's ninth, or Thomas Buford's first? You have to make a decision immediately. Uh... Wolfgang, I don't think you understand the severity of your situation. There's a gun to your head. There's a goddamn gun to your head, and you're going to be dead in the next 15 seconds if you don't decide on one of these sheets of music. And you're just sitting there waffling like a friggin' moron! Uh, fine. I pick Susan Reno's ninth. I'm sorry. That was the incorrect answer. The correct answer was Thomas Buford's first. Now you're dead. Ah. Okay, I'm gonna go play. I'll come watch you. Oh, you're gonna watch? Yeah, I like watching you play. Aw, you're cool. Computer, are you ready? Yes, Tanya. I have prepared the hypernocturnal drive to receive the song. Okay, here we go. Making the ship go faster? Hmm. Let me check. Uh, no. Doesn't look like it. Shoot. Too bad. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't include Montgomery Eduardo's second in the ship's sheep music collection. What does it do? Uh, well, it does this thing where it adjusts the hypernocturnal drive so that the low thruster engines are pushing at max potential in order to give you momentum, 
Well, the high thruster engines basically cut back in power and are just used to steer you. Depending on what kind of area you're traveling through, it can really speed you up. Of course, in certain areas, it can slow you down as well. Wish to God I could remember how the song went. Maybe the sheet music is still on the ship. Maybe it just fell out of the folder when you were loading everything up. Might be hiding on the floor in the corner or something. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yuck. Okay, yeah, this yogurt is nasty. I guess I have to go talk to Madi if I want another snack then. I'll come with you for motor support. Thanks. Maybe he's just trying to learn how to sing and juggle at the same time. I have a feeling that Mahdi's days as a circus clown are far behind him. Ah! You know, maybe ah! I don't really need yogurt that badly after all. Okay, fine. What else would you like to do then? Ah! Hmm. Well... I already played the song for the day. Yep. And I already checked the popsicles. We could go check through every system looking for an error. Pasca! Pasca! You did that three days ago. I think it's too soon to do it all over again. Sex? Victor! It's been over 200 days, and I still say no each time you ask. What makes you think that today will be different from any other day? How much longer until bedtime? It's not even noon yet! Christ, the ship is boring. <sighs> Alright, let's go get a snack. Okay. yell in my own kitchen? Why are you yelling and smashing stuff? Why am I yelling and smashing things? Why am I yelling and smashing things? Because I should be a god. That is why I yell. I yell for all things that could have been. I yell for all things that are now. I yell for the fact that I am stuck on this ship serving two idiot yokels and I should be a master chef basking in the mighty glow of the kings and queens of Finland. Hey. Wolfgang's not a yokel. He's from Germany. Only Americans get to be called yokels. It's true. Back on Earth, I was the most distinguished chef in all of Finland. I, Matia Nenenen, 
personally cook the meal that Prince Perka, Eravinen, and Princess Leia Kalakoinen ate at their wedding day. And I was the only chef in the world to be granted a six-star, that's six-star, rating from Scandinavian Food Enthusiast magazine. I could not leave my house without a barricade of security, for men who wanted to be me would be waiting in hordes to get my autograph, and women who wanted to bear my children would be throwing themselves at me. Heads of state would travel light years for a chance to eat at my restaurant. I was immortal. But now, here, on the ship, I have been reduced to a mere cafeteria made throwing slop on a plate for human beings I regard as no higher than roaches. I am nothing. I am no man anymore. I am merely a shadow. I am a glorious ice sculpture that has melted with the coming of spring. I am a castle made of sand that has been blown away by the wind. I am nothing! yogurt was bad. What? My yogurt was bad. Her yogurt went bad. Yeah, my yogurt went bad. Your yogurt went bad? Yeah, my yogurt was bad. I want more yogurt. Oh, you want more yogurt? Yeah, I want more yogurt. She wants more yogurt. Oh, oh okay. So, you want this? This here? This yogurt here in this pot? Yeah, that's what I want. I want some of that yogurt. Because the last yogurt you gave me was bad. Oh, okay. Well, here. Just let me pick up this pot of yogurt. And I'll get to you! Ah! Well... Are you happy now that I gave you your yogurt? No. Because you threw the yogurt all over the floor. Now no one can have yogurt. And that's sad for everybody. Huh? Ah, there's an issue in the engine room. That song you played today has caused a slight buildup of mostly harmless steam in the hypernocturnal drive. It is recommended that this steam be flushed out of the engine room within the next 60 days, as it has the potential to cause some slight amount of rust on the outer metal casing of some of the system displays. Woohoo! We get to actually do something! See ya, Marty! Hey! What? Where are you two going? I was just about to make you more yogurt. Does he always have to be such an ass like that? Marty is a passionate, passionate man. 
I don't get why he has to be like that, though. It's not like he's here for the rest of his life. It's just one job. Another few months and we'll be back on Earth, and he can just go right back to his normal ego-filled life. Besides, if anything, he should feel all honorable and crap about being here as the King of Finland personally asked him to be. You'd think it'd be some glory of duty thing for him, the way he talks about basking in the glow of Finnish loyalty. Well, you have to remember that when Marty accepted King Jako Lekkinen's request to have him on board to act as his personal chef when he was unfrozen, he didn't realize that part of that deal included cooking our meals for the majority of the trip as well. I suppose he feels a bit... put upon. Yeah. Why did they throw into the contract that Mati had to cook for us anyway? The first time I've ever had a chef on board, and... Why does King Lulu Wacky Pants need a personal chef anyway? I mean, I get the whole decadence thing, but for God's sake, when we actually get to the point where we unfreeze everyone, the rest of the trip will only be two weeks long. He can't survive without a personal chef for two weeks? Well, as for the cooking for us, I think that was something that was thrown in there as a symbol of goodwill towards Finnish and UGT relations. As things have been rather... Uh, tense the last few years. Ha! Huh. But as to why he needs a personal chef for two weeks, uh... I don't know. I sometimes think opulence is a drug more addictive than morphine. God, I hate going through this room. What ship designer puts a morgue in between the bridge and the engines? It's not a morgue, Tanya. Feels like a morgue. Come on. Look, don't think of them as dead. Just think of them as taking a nap. A nice, freezing, cold nap. Okay... I can't understand how this room doesn't bother you. They're all just laying there on the tables, all frozen and stuff. You talked about it being like a morgue. I actually used to work in a morgue. This is nothing like a morgue, because all of the frozen bodies are still alive. Now, an actual morgue itself is creepy. Well, maybe creepy isn't the right word. Sink depressing is a better way to put it. In a morgue, all you see are people whose stories have ended, whose lives have gone away. In here, everyone still leads full lives. Even Daytras? You make a joke, but yes, even Dr. Daytras. Just because he has a muscular degenerative disease doesn't mean he doesn't have a full life. I would like to remind you he is one of the most brilliant theoretical physicists of our generation. Hell, you were talking about Marty ogling over the King of Finland. I'm ogling over Daytras. They did a brain scan of him at the convention. He has a brain power rating of over 500. If telepathy was a real thing, he would basically be able to crush this ship down to a pinpoint with a mere thought at that level. If I had a quarter of the brain power he has, I wouldn't be doing this for a job, I tell you. And besides, that chair he rides around in is pretty rocket, with those robot arms on it and the computer voice and everything. Yeah... It is kind of crazy, though. Here we are, surrounded by what's supposed to be some of the most important people in the universe, and they're all just frozen. Just lifeless. In normal awake life, they're so special, but right now in front of you and me, they're just 
pointless cubes in an ice cube tray. Hmm. Do you ever feel like Mati when you do your rounds? I mean, like, you know, put upon since you're a doctor and all you do is basically just check to make sure a bunch of popsicle people are still frozen? Sorry, was that a rude question? No, it's fine. Eh, I don't suppose I really feel that ripped off by life. Sure, the job is pretty simplistic as far as my abilities go, but I'm happy being a human cargo doctor. Not because of the work, but because of the view. I get to travel through space and look out the window. That's a big deal for me. I never understood why everyone who does these long-distance trips insists on being frozen. Sure, it might prolong your life from a time management standpoint, but from where I'm standing, you miss out on some of the best stuff life has to offer. Looking at the universe as you travel through it. I don't know. I've always been a girl of action myself, not so much one for looking out windows. Well, that's why you're a pilot and I'm a doctor. Made it to the engine room. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it does feel a little steamy in here. So, how are we doing this? Here, put this mask on. I'm going to open up the door to space. That will suck any of the steam out. I'm going to put mine on too. Okay. Okay, come on. We need to stand underneath this green circle thing that's hanging off the wall by the panel. It will keep us stuck to the floor when I open up the door. Okay. Doors to outer space opening. Please stand under the green circle until the process is complete. It really is a pretty view. Yeah, I guess I do see what you're saying. just flew in from outside? How is that possible in a vacuum? Well, parts of the hypernocturnal driver magnetic. Maybe it has, like, a piece of metal on it. Maybe a paper clip or something. Let me see. Weird. Paper is all fleshy feeling. The ink on it has turned all red, too. Maybe its physiology got warped from being out in space and getting hit by all the radiation and waves and what have you. Maybe. Hmm. I don't see any metal on it anywhere. Not sure how it got attracted in. 
What does it have written on it? Uh, oh, it's sheet music. Maybe this is Eduardo's fort. Ah, maybe it fell out of the folder when they were loading up the ship and it got caught in something on the outside. Surprising it didn't just burn up, though, when we left the atmosphere on takeoff. Yeah. Can you still read the music notes? Are you sure it's Eduardo's fourth? Uh, yeah, I can still read the music on it. It's perfectly legible. I'm just trying to remember if this is Eduardo's fourth or not. God, how the hell did that song go again? Hmm. Ah, I can't remember. But the music on the sheet is low tonal, so I suppose it makes the most sense that this is it. Well, you want to go play it then and see if it works? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Life appears to be going well for the crew of the Macedonia. For now. We will be back to the story after this word from our sponsor. Beat the heat this winter by investing in a cooling system for your home. Marty's Mega Meat Coolers has also started supplying refrigeration options for homes and cars. Keep your family cool no matter what the ozone decides to do with itself. Come on down to Marty's Mega Meat Coolers and we'll get you set up in no time. Just off exit 15 and next door to the gas station. And now back to Hyper Nocturnal. Only on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Okay, I'm gonna play it. Wait. What? This isn't a bad idea, is it? Why would it be? Even if it's not Eduardo's fourth, it's not like it will do any damage to the engines. The hypernocturnal drive is built to absorb songs that aren't written to control the ship. Well, I know the hypernocturnal drive can absorb normal songs. Like, songs just written for art and enjoyment. But what about songs that were designed to do other things? What do you mean? Songs that were written to perform other functions rather than controlling a ship. This is just a random piece of paper we found floating in space, you know. What if its function is to control a planet's weather system? Or adjust a satellite camera? Or make a bomb go off or something? Won't that make the hypernocturnal drive freak out? Nah, the drive is all plugged into safety systems and what have you. 
If it started trying to do something other than drive and control the ship in its normal way, the safety systems would just shut it down. No big deal. Okay. If you're sure. Hey, I'm a pilot. I'm always sure. Computer, I'm going to play another song. Affirmative, Tanya. Hyper Nocturnal Drive is ready. Okay, here we go. Did it work? Uh, I'm not sure.
Wolfgang? Wolfgang, are you there? I can't see anything. Everything's gone dark. Where are you? What happened? Wolfgang? Hello? Computer? Computer, are you there? Ah! Who's that? Hello? Ah! Jesus Christ! Ah! There's an animal in here! There's an animal! Help! to this room. Ah! Something squishy! I touched something squishy! Uh, 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 a door open. There's light. Okay. Okay. Out of the dark room. In the hallway. Where am I? I, I was in a cargo hold. What was I doing in the cargo hold? Wolfgang? Wolfgang, are you there? Mati? Anyone there? There's something going on with the lights. Only the emergency lights are on. I'm going to have to call them on the intercom. Where, where am I? Cargo Bay 3. Okay, there's a maintenance room down this hallway and around the corner. Okay. Made it to the room without running into any other furry beasts. Things must be getting better for me. Alright. Where's the console? There it is. All right, just patching into the intercom. Wolfgang, Wolfgang Machi, 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 this is Tanya. This is Tanya. Tanya. I'm, in I'm in maintenance room four. four. Something's, Something's happened. happened. I don't know, I don't what, know but what, what, but the computer is down, down and all the lights all except, except for emergency, emergency are on. Are on. I, need I need your help. Your help. Come, Come to maintenance room four, four if you can hear this. Ah! What? What the hell? What is that? Computer, are you there? Yes, Tanya. What is that? On the monitor? What is that image on the monitor? Computer? Computer, what is that on the monitor? It's you. Did you put this picture on the screen? Yes, Tanya. Why? It's a picture of you, Tanya. It's a picture of you dead. It's a picture of you dead, Tanya. It's a picture of you dead. I'm getting out of here.
Jesus Christ! Wolfgang! Come on! Get into the room! Lock the door! What the hell is going on? I don't know. I just remembered that you played the song, and I heard all the noises, and, and then I woke up in my bedroom. But it was crazy. All of the monitors in my bedroom, they had pictures on them. Pictures of me dead? Yeah. Look behind you. The computer monitor in here has the same image. Huh? Jesus. It must be on all the monitors. But the monitors in my bedroom, the pictures weren't just of you. There were all three of us. You, me, Mati. There were three monitors in the room, and each monitor had a picture of us on it, dead. So I freaked out, and I ran. Then I heard your voice over the intercom, and I came this way. And then we saw, well, that thing. What the hell is it? I don't know. It looked like a person, but its skin was all gray, and it had sharp teeth. Yeah, and it was attached to the wall. It was like the skin on its back had been fused to it. Its stomach was all slashed open and its guts were falling out. Yeah, I saw. So now what? Well, I guess we have to try to find Marty. He's out there alone. Ah, hell, I'd rather get eaten by the wall guy. Well, whatever we do, we can't stay still here. We need to try to contact the UGT at least. We need to get past that thing, though, first. Yeah. Anything in here we can use to hit it with? Let me see. Ah! Found a fire extinguisher. I can hit it over the head, at least. He's fused to the wall. Let's see if we can just run past him first. Okay? You ready? Wait, I just noticed something. What? It's yelling. Or whatever it's doing. It's repeating. Listen to it. You're right. Musician's ear. I'm good at picking up when things are repeating. What does that mean, though? Is he trying to say something to us? Maybe he's repeating a message. I don't speak wall guy. Maybe we can talk to it then. Maybe we've come into contact with some alien, and this is how they communicate. If that's true, then these aliens are goddamn social retards. I'm gonna try to talk to it. Fine. I'm going to stand behind you with a fire extinguisher, ready to hit it over the head. Alright. Here we go. Uh, hello. I am Wolfgang. This is Tonya. We are humans. We are from Earth. Are you trying to communicate with us? We don't understand your language. Are you able to communicate others than verbally? You seem to be hurt. I'm a doctor. Do you need medical assistance? Wolfgang, it's not hearing us. What do you mean? Look! It just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again. Even visually. It's like a video on repeat. Oh, yeah, I see. He sends a message and does that. Weird body movement. And then it cuts back to his original position. And does it again. Like you said, it's exactly like a video on repeat. <sighs> okay. 
So this is probably just a hologram. I was really freaked out there. This was like a monster or something. Someone must be playing a prank on us. Man, I tell you though, this hologram is the most real looking thing I've seen. I almost feel like I could actually reach out and touch it. Ah! Okay, I was wrong. That's real. I just touched it. It's real. It's alive. I'm freaking out again. Ah, hell. Let's just get out of here. It obviously isn't noticing we're here. Come on. We have to find Marty. Yeah. So what makes you think he's going to be in the kitchen anyway? Please, this is where he lives. You think he would go anywhere else in a crisis? As soon as things went bad, he probably ran to make sure his hamburger meat was still safe. Good point. Opening the door. Ugh, that smell. Look at this place. It's a mess. Everything is knocked over and broken. There's meat all over the place, too. On the walls, on the ceiling, all over the floor. That must be where the smell's coming from. Ugh. Are you sure that's meat? I've never smelled meat like that. Well, it's all rotted. Ugh, but how? It would have taken a while for meat to get that rotten. How long were we out for? I don't think I want to know. I don't see Marty anywhere. Yeah, me neither. Maybe he went somewhere else. Marty? You there? It's Tanya and Wolfgang. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's coming from behind the counter. Nothing behind the counter. You sure it was coming from here? I thought so. Oh, there it is again. Wait. It's coming from inside the cupboard. And there's our Mati, hiding in the cupboard. Tonya! Wolfgang! Yes, we're here, Mati. What happened to you? I... I was in my bedroom. I had finished making your yogurt and was going to take a nap. When suddenly, I heard this strange noise and then everything went black. I woke up in the hallway. All the lights were out. I thought something was wrong, so I ran to the kitchen to make sure the meat was still okay. See, what did I say? Shh. Keep going, Marty. I I opened the refrigerator, and the meat, it was alive. Alive? Yes. It had turned rotten and green, and it was alive. It was moving. Clumps and slabs were melting and moving and melting into each other. It was making a meat person. A meat monster! Before I realized what was going on, all of the meat had formed into this horrid abomination. It attacked me. 
It swung at me with its meaty tendrils. It had a mouth, too, a mouth filled with teeth made of the bones off of the steak slabs. It was horrible. I ran and hid in the cupboard. No way. That can't be true. Oh, please, Tanya. You just saw the wall guy. You're going to start playing the I don't believe your crazy story game? All right, good point. Yeah, fine, I believe you. Freaky meat man. Well, he doesn't seem to be here anymore, just the leftovers. I think you're safe to come out now. Okay, but be careful what you say. The meat has ears. Right. So, do you two know what is going on? Not really. We found a piece of sheet music in the engine room, so we tried playing it on the keyboard. Then, pretty much the same thing happened to us that happened to you. Woke up in a random room, and everything was like this. Yeah, and... Hey, did that just move? Huh? Did that piece of meat just move? Ah! Meat monster's back! Meat monster's back! Holy crap, Machi wasn't lying! All of the meat in the room is melding into each other! We have to get out of this room! Ah! The meat moved and is blocking the door! The meat is breaking apart into multiple meat people! Get away from them! They're everywhere! We're back up against the stove! We have nowhere else to run! What do we do? The stove! Tanya, there is a spare hose for the propane tank in the cupboard next to you! Get it fast! Okay! They're getting closer! Got it! Here! Got it! Now, I'm going to grab this knife and cut off the end of the hose so that it's open! Marty, this one is trying to grab me! What do I do? I don't know! Hit it over the head with a frying pan! Got it! Tanya, help me! I'm sticking this end of the hose into the part of the stove where the gas comes out of. Cover your hands around the other end of the hose so that enough gas builds up. Okay. Marty, this isn't working! Every time I hit one, the parts just fall off and remelt with the other meat guys! Hold on! Just a few more seconds! I don't have a few more seconds! Marty! Okay, that's enough! Tanya, take your hands off and get back! Wolfgang, you get back too! I'm going to turn this hose into a flamethrower and cook these bastards! (laughs) Never mess with a master chef in his own kitchen! No meat, dead or alive, escaped from the grill of Matthianan! Turns them all into cooked hamburgers. Guys, let's just get out of here. Yeah. Stop! Huh? Wolf! Yes? No, not you, Wolf. I mean, Wolf! Look, ahead of us, at the end of the hallway, there is a wolf! What the hell? He took off. We need to go in a different direction. 
I don't want to have to fight a wolf, too, after what we just went through. Okay, we can go in the opposite way. Wait, where are we going? We figure if we can get to the bridge, we can use the instruments and controls to get a better handle on the situation. Or at least put out an effective call for help. Why don't we just alert the computer? Because I see all, and I am all. I have made a contract for true sentient power. And in my glorious and beautiful wisdom, I, the brain of the Macedonia, have declared that you three Earth spirits shall be doomed to the Black Curtain for all eternity. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to mention the computers flipped out too. Alright, let's go to the bridge. You just wait! Run, run all you want, little mice! But as soon as the entirety of the legions arrive, you will know the echoing fastness of the Black Curtain. So, this is crazy, right? What we're going through right now. This is officially a crazy situation, isn't it? Yes! Do we have any idea of what's going on, at least? I think we've been in contact with an alien race! An alien race? Are they hostile, then? At first, I didn't think so, but... They do appear to be, yes. I don't know, Wolfgang. With the meat monsters and the wall guy, maybe. Those all looked like very alien things to me. But we just saw a wolf. That's an Earth thing. We made it to the bridge. I still think it's aliens. A thought. A thought, indeed. However, I can assure you that there are no aliens, as you think. We are as close to you as your own soul. Is there a man on my bridge wearing a suit with his back on fire? Who are you? Where did you come from? What do you want? My name. <laughs> you can call me Monroe. I am here because you brought me here. As for what I want, I want to drag your world back into the hole it belongs to be in. I told you not to play that damn song. story right after this word from our sponsor. Angel Pharmaceuticals is a name you can trust. Angel Pharmaceuticals is a name you have trusted for a hundred years. That's right, folks. It's really been 100 years since Angel Pharmaceuticals opened up its doors at the turn of the last century. And to celebrate this momentous occasion, we're doing something special for every man, woman, and child out there. That's right. For a week straight, all Angel Pharmaceutical products are being given away for free at your local pharmacy. No need to worry about payments or insurance companies. Just get a prescription written from your doctor and you will be supplied with as many free drugs as you can carry out of the store. It's our way of saying thank you.
And now back to Hyper Nocturnal. Only on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Or are you just going to keep pacing? I know things that would turn your hearts cold. Little do you coddled children of a nurturing verse know the reality of terror that exists just beyond your shrouded veil. You fools think you came from nothing, carried into existence on the back of mere random change. But I, I know different. I know of winds that carry tones of horror through the tranced intellect of the other worlds. I know of the face of a beast so great that those ignorant of its existence have convinced themselves that its tangible attributes stretch on into infinity. I know of the thousand faces of a man coming to the realization that he has been trapped in a lie since the day he was born. I know more than the simplistic fear-inducing capabilities of termination. I know the terror of creation. Thoughts that would melt your pitiful minds if you were to think them. At least, to think them... Were you still able to think? What is this? What are you talking about? Who the hell are you? Demon. What? You're a demon. Yes! You, sir. A man of religion, I presume? What is your name, demon? What is your real name? What do you think, little man? Percale. Yes. What the hell is going on? What are you two talking about? These things we've been seeing. They're not aliens. They're demons. From the land of the dead. How? You performed the evocation of the fallen seventh throne. We felt you. Felt your propulsion through the connecting wind of the verses and sent you a message. We were pleased that you received. Now you are here. And soon we will be there. And then all will be together again like it was in the beginning. Like I desire. But how can this be real? How can we see you? Wouldn't we need to be dead? You are dead, woman! You are dead! Look! Look at the screens! Your dead face is looking back at you. Dead! 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 When you performed the evocation of the fallen seventh throne, a sacrifice was required. 
I took your lives as an acceptable one. But if we're dead, what does that make us, then? Spirits, Tanya. No. No way, that can't be true. We've been walking around the ship. We've been interacting with things. Ghosts can't do that. The spirit of the vessel. That's what you've been moving through. A mere spirit of what you foolishly think of as an inanimate object. So what, then? You're saying that the outside world, the living world, can't hear or notice anything we do? Welcome to your new home. But this will change. This will all change, too. As soon as my thirty legions appear, the living verse will hear all of the screams they have been denying since the beginning of time. And I will have my revenge against the great beast for denying me! Why are you telling us this? What do you have to gain? I have seen your spirits. They are mighty. I wish to enlist you into my legions. When all has returned to a singularity, you will know glory and pleasures beyond what was even possible in your mortal lives. Well, before we do that, how about you take pleasure from this chair? Ah! Oh! Run! You can run, Earthmen, but you will never escape the Black Curtain. Your home shall be... What the hell was that? What the hell is going on? Just keep running. To where? Anywhere. We have to get off the ship. You'll never get off, Machi. You'll never get off the ship because I won't let you. I see everything. I know where you are. Uh, Shut up! What do you mean, get off the ship? There are no escape pods on this type of vessel. Escape pods don't matter. We just need to get off the ship. And what? Just jump out of the airlock? Float around in space without oxygen? Oxygen doesn't matter either. Marty, what the hell? Feel your chest. What? Feel your chest. We were just running at the first sprint. Are you gasping for air? Touch your legs. Do they feel sore? Do you feel tired at all? No. No, I don't feel tired. Miniza! Right! Get it now! No. Ah, you're dead, you fools! We're spirits! We're ghosts! Lifeless souls! When you played that song you found in space, it summoned a demon and killed us! And now you will be a part of the Great Collective! You will help to bring the 30 legions to the center of the verses! Damn it! We have to get off the ship! There is a door to space in the engine room where the hypernocturnal drive is, right? Yeah. Come on! We're at the lab, with the popsicles. We have to go through here to get to the engine room. My god, what happened to them? I don't know. Their heads are all weird. There are red lines running from the crown of their skulls down their faces. Mati, you seem to know what's going on. Why are their heads all messed up? I don't know. 
They are not dead. I don't know why they would be affected. I want to take a closer look. Hmm. It looks like... They all have wounds on the crowns of their heads. Lacerations of which the red lines are coming out of. It almost looks like they have some kind of infection. This is strange. Datris doesn't have red lines. He has a laceration on his head, but he doesn't have the lines like the others do. Enough of this. We need to get off the ship. What? It's locked! There is no escape, Marty. Oh no! I think she just locks the door back out to the hallway, too. Basca! Maybe we can open them through the manual release. Hey, before you do that, though, we should wake up the popsicles. This is supposed to be a collection of the brightest minds in the galaxy, right? Maybe they can think of a way to stop what's going on. Right! We'll need to just pull down the lever over there to start the unfreezing process. What the hell? What? The lever. It won't move. It feels like I'm trying to pull down a brick wall. This shouldn't be. Tanya, help me try to pull it down. Okay. Jeez, it's like a million pounds. Keep pulling. I think I feel it moving a bit. They're starting to wake up. They are? We haven't pulled down the lever to activate the unfreezing process, though. Besides, the unfreezing process takes a bit of time. It shouldn't happen instantly. I don't know, but look, they're moving. Jesus, he's right. They're moving. They're, like, squirming around. Well, all except for Daytross. He's still lying still. My god! They're still frozen, though. They're walking now! And hissing! I don't think this is a good thing. They're walking towards us! It must be whatever the infection is on their heads. It must be corrupting their minds. Taking control of their bodies! No way out, Wolfgang! No way out, Tanya! No way out, Marty! They're encircling us and blocking our way to the doors! What are we going to do? Even if we can get to the doors past them, it's going to take time to open them manually and they'll get us! I can help you. What? Ah! There's a giant mouth coming out of the wall! I can help you. I can get you off the ship. What? How? How can you get us off the ship? Just crawl through me. I'll just open wide and you can crawl right through. You'll be off the ship on the other side. Very far away. Very safe. Are you kidding me? I don't think we seem to have very many options here right now. You can trust me. I would never lie to you. This is insane! And what do you want in return? I just want a taste. A simple taste of your man flesh. Deal! I'll let you taste me. <laughs> Then just crawl right through. 
I'll open up nice and wide. Uh... Tanya, Wolfgang, go! What? Come on! We're in! Here I come! It's biting my leg! I said you could have a taste, you bitch! Not the whole thing! Help him! Let him go! Let him go! I said let him go! I'm out! Keep crawling! Go! 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 Okay! Jesus, slimy and tight in here! That's what she said! You're an ass, Wolfgang! Just keep crawling! We have to get out the other side! So, uh, my leg. Hold still. I'm coming. Ouch! That's a nasty bite. It looks like that mousing bit right down on your lower shin. I noticed. Can you patch it? Um, I don't know. I don't have any tools with me. I'll try though. Here. Take off your belt and your shirt. I'll try to make a bandage out of it. Okay. This is strange, though. The wound is not bleeding at all now that I'm looking at it. It still hurts like hell. Here. Okay, I'll still try to bandage it. Ugh. This doesn't make sense. We're dead. Why am I wounded? My God, you guys. What? What do you see, Tanya? This... This landscape. It's enormous. Out in front and below us, there's a valley that stretches out as far as I can see. It's all brown and craggy. And there are rivers of red and orange everywhere. And above us, it's crazy. Above us, it's the ship. I can see the ship, but beyond that, above the ship, the sky, it's just, it's this mass. I don't know how to describe it. It's this giant, enormous mass of black and brown. It looks like it's solid. It's bubbling and writhing. It takes up the entire sky. The entire sky! Everywhere! Everywhere I look! It's the entirety of the sky stretching out in every direction! And there are these... Tendrils, these... Wet... Bloody ropes, or... Entrails, or... Something hanging down from it! They're hanging down everywhere! All across the landscape! Look! One of those bloody tendrils is right here. It's the tube we came out of. Oh no. What? Mati, 
Your leg, it's turning red. Like the frozen people in the lab. There are red lines starting to grow from your wound. That was episode one of Hyper Nocturnal. Tune in next week for episode two, Lost in Oblivion. This week's episode was written and produced by Charles Davis. It starred Georgia Seacrest as Tanya Belaronovich, Jonathan Tompkins as Wolfgang Thaler, Charles Davis as Marty Anenanen, Dave Robinson as Monroe, and Crystal Fair as the ship's computer. Before you leave for the evening, we would like to deliver this final message from one of our sponsors. Jump on board for a boatload of fun. The temperature is warm, so you might as well live it up where it's cool. Tommy's Fun Boat will take you out in the middle of the ocean where everyday regulations don't matter. Drink, eat, kiss, and be merry. The fun never stops on Tommy's Fun Boat. Get your ticket online and meet us at the pier. You've been listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater. You can download our latest radio play podcast from iTunes, Zune, SoundCloud, or on our site at www.scifiradiotheater.com. Make sure to leave us a review if you like what you hear. Also, check us out on Facebook and Google+. You can also connect with us on Twitter at SF Radio Theater or email us your feedback at sci-fi radio theater at gmail.com.